this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Universal Pictures presents everything you always wanted to do in high school with everyone you always wanted to do it with. Hey, bud. Let's party. They're the students of Ridgemont High. Uh Brad Hamilton, the fast food king. I shall serve no fries for their time. It says 100% guaranteed, you moron. Mister, if you don't shut up, I'm going to kick 100% of your ass. Charles Jefferson. A man with a mission. Oh, gnarly! Linda Barrett, not exactly the girl next door. Awesome! Totally awesome! And Jeff surfs up Spicoli. People on moods should not drive. my skull. I'm so wasted. See Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Come on, give me my pizza, hey? Yeah. I'm Santa Claus. Podcast where four old millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day when we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host Crooks. Joining me this week and every week, he sings like an angel and brings like a fish. The class of 04's own Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave? How much, man? On Friday, I went to a professional basketball game with seventeen thousand other people. Mm. Um, Congratulations, and- COVID. Um, it's been three days. I think right. I'm in the clear. Yeah, I might be all right. You did no? it. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how, how that's possible because uh, people, uh, 
how do you say, don't know how to wear a mask or no. distance where, anymore. That's where it's chin strap style, huh? Yeah. And then after the game, I went to a rowdy bar. Oh, boy. And uh, even worse. But, hey, not a cough in the car load. I'm good. Go. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy for you. Happy you made it out. Yeah, yeah. You got to see Giannis play. That's pretty neat. Sure did. He's huge, bro. He's giant. He's, he's yeah. a fucking alien. Uh, yeah. Flying solo in the Lone Star State, this podcast chief commerce and trivia correspondent from the class of 01, Dana Griffin. What up, Dana? Uh, not much. I like watch football at a bar outside on Sunday. That That's counts. Not as exciting as I get yeah. with sporting events. Wow. It's just not an option in Milwaukee in January. You just cannot sit outside for that long. Can't it can't happen. When I tell you we were like bundled up because like the sun went down, it was like a chilly sixty-three degrees at like seven o'clock in Austin. I was like, oh, I like I literally biked over and had like a bag and everybody's like, What's in the bag? I was like, layers. I brought like thicker socks to put on because I was wearing like pants that stop like mid shin so i switched from my ankle socks to my like mid calf socks I absurd. Put on vest. <laughs> this is absurd <laughs> uh, you guys are both cooler than me my my son turned three over the weekend so we went to the uh science center of iowa let him run around play with some fun experiments um watched a big like they have a planetarium there but we watched uh, a planetarium projection of the seven wonders of the ancient world he was like, why can't we talk during this? I want to talk during this. Dad, what's that? He did not understand being quiet for a thing. But uh, yeah, he, had a, he had a good time. Um, got a lot of fun toys. Ate some great cake. Grandma and grandpa came. It was a, a fun weekend, but not as cool as going to see sports or needing to bundle up in springtime weather. Yeah, uh, so Jesus. This week, um, we're doing a time warp back to 1982 to talk about fast times at Ridgemont High. Um, unlike last week, this thing is fucking everywhere. You can rent it on Row 8, Prime, Voodoo, Redbox, Apple TV. You can get it for free on Peacock with a few commercials. Like, not as many as I would have thought. Unless you got premium. No commercials. Peacock we, premium. We have that. Um, no, I you think, don't. If, you, if you're watching commercials, well, you don't got it. <laughs> no, I think it had like one commercial for a Peacock original series before it started. Is what okay. We had. Yeah. It, I that. saw is yeah. a thing. Yeah. I saw like where the commercials were supposed to be on like the little, if you pause it, it tells you where they're supposed to be, but uh, breezed right through them shits. Yep. Uh, the synopsis via Rotten Tomatoes, Stacey Hamilton is a pretty but inexperienced teen interested in dating. Given advice by her uninhibited friend, Linda Barrett, Stacey gets trapped in a love triangle with nice guy, Mark Ratner and his more assured buddy, Mike Damone. Meanwhile, Stacy's classmate, Jeff Spicoli, who lives for surfing and being stoned, faces off against Mr. Hand, a strict teacher who has no time for the slacker's antics. Uh, okay. It's not terrible. I don't know that I'd call I it a don't. love triangle between the three of them. It's, I don't know what I'd call that exactly, but. All those things kind of happened, so. Yeah, those things are all part of the movie, so it's not, it's not the most inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dana, if you could give us a rundown of who is in this movie. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so Sean, Plant, Sean Penn plays uh, Jeff Spicoli. Jennifer Jason Lee is Stacey Hamilton. Judge Reinhold is Brad Hamilton. Robert Romanis is Mike Damone. Brian Backer is Mark Rat Ratner. Phoebe Cates is Linda Barrett. 
Mm -hmm. uh, Ray Walston is Mr. Hand. Forrest Whitaker is Charles Jefferson. He shows up everywhere in lots of movies that we watch. <laughs> it's like, well, I forgot Forrest Whitaker was in this movie for maybe two. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm going to guess I'll throw in like uh, Amanda Wiss. This? I don't know. It's Lisa Vincent Schiavelli. Yeah. Mr. Vargas. Mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards pops up in this with, oh, his character doesn't have a name, but he's in this. Yeah, he's one of Spicoli's buds. Yeah. He's, and then he's Eric Stoner Stoltz. 2 to Eric Stoltz's yeah. Stoner 1. Yeah, Stoner bud Actual one. actors in both of those roles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Nicholas Coppola was in this as one of um, Brad's buds. Yeah. For those who don't know, Nicholas Coppola is Nick Cage. Yeah. Yeah. He's, at a, he had like, what, one line maybe? He just kind of is. I don't even think he spoke. I think he just... He might not have spoke. He, we, you see him for sure at the pep rally, um, which I appreciated yeah. that they showed a pep rally where the tree leaders were also dorks and no one thinks is cool. <laughs> that was a nice touch. You don't see that very often. Um, let's give some memories here the first time we saw this one. Uh, Dana, what do you got? Um, I'm sure I saw it in high school, maybe college. I don't know. I don't, I don't have strong memories, but I know I've seen this before. So yeah, okay. there's that. Okay, Dave? It was high school. I believe it was Bobby Lesh, him and a few other people. They were saying a particular line that I won't give away now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck is that from? They're like, oh, you haven't seen it. <laughs> you got to check it out. And uh, yeah, I just don't remember when when in high school it was. Yeah, this is another one for me. Um, like the, one of the first few rentals I used at that job that I got at the video game store uh, wasn't the very first one. But I remember like when I first started working there, I put together a list of movies that I wanted to make sure to rent as though I was going to work there for like a week and then not have a chance to rent videos ever again. Um, this is on that list. Like, oddly enough, I have no super strong memories of the first watch, but I remember like really loving it from the opening scene. Like when they showed them all, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm in on this. I'm going to enjoy this fucking movie. Um, Dana, did it make the grade for you? Should they tell this back? It was fine. It was fine. You know, I, I feel like maybe because we like weren't alive when it first came out, mm-hmm. we're maybe missing some of it. But like, <laughs> I think it's like weird to go back and watch it after you watch like the movies that come out after it. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I think like teen movies have like a whole—I don't even call it like a resurgence because that's more like when we were kids, there was like a resurgence of it. But like, it's interesting because you have to like—you kind of have to remind yourself that like this was like the first thing in a very long time that was like had some stakes. It wasn't silly, so um, it was still fine. I just feel like yeah, it's like a bummer that like. I didn't get to experience this for like the first time out, like, you know, seeing yeah. mean girls, the original or like clueless for the first time at, yeah. at that right age for it. So but it was I get that. Can't hardly wait to one of those two where it's like, you know, getting to see it in the theater is a pretty, a pretty great moment for my life. Um, yeah. Dave, make the grade for you. Should they hold it back? Fine. Just under an hour and a half. Love yep. that. Yep. Um, some iconic stuff happens. I'm like, Oh, cool that's that's great um the story kind of meanders a little bit goes to this person to that person i'm like never really invested with anybody don't really care yeah um but you laugh sometimes when spicoli says stuff and uh (laughs) some other funny lines happen and uh there you go you're done in an hour and a half you move on with your life yeah good yeah um so i said last week that this movie is on my teen movie holy trinity with clues and can't hardly wait 
Uh, the Trinity might need to be updated a little bit. Um, mm. To be clear, I still really enjoyed the movie. Uh, there are some performances I think are really, really great. Uh, I did have some problems with the pacing. Some of the storylines really didn't need to be part of the movie at all. Um, there are some parts that legit make me feel kind of gross. <laughs> um, so it made the grade. Uh, I still think it's like essential viewing as part of the teen movie pantheon. Uh, Dana was saying this kind of sets the stage for what we came to know teen movies to be for like 20 years after this, basically. <laughs> this is... I think you kind of set a signpost here and then another one with like American Pie and everything between those two is just kind of a version of this movie. Yeah. I would call, um, there's a lot of parts. There's a lot of, in this movie, a lot of unfortunate sex. Um, yes. All the sex is unfortunate. I I just thought as I was watching it, I'm like, Oh, that's unfortunate. I actually wrote that down. Like that's unfortunate. Yeah. That's, but Hey, uh, they're young, but, uh, (laughs) Well, some of them are on screen. One of them is a grown-ass man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it. Um, yeah. Before we get into the recap and segments, do we have any fun facts on this one? Um, I kind of mentioned one when I was reading the cast. This is the first and only time Nick Cage allows himself to be credited as Nicholas Coppola. Um, Non-speaking role. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. I think he originally was supposed to have a bigger role, but they found out that he was like 17 and were like, no. Um, <laughs> I'm not having you on set all day with a tutor. Well, yeah, yeah. I think basically like a yeah. lot of times like they did what they could to try to avoid like having to deal with like labor, child labor laws. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think he was supposed to have a whole like character arc with Brad. Like he, oh. he and Judge Reinhold were supposed to like do a thing together at some point. And it just never happened. Interesting. Um Apparently, more Spicoli was added like after filming was done. Good. Um, made the right call. I think like the dream sequence might have been something oh. that was added because that was like the one thing that like really didn't, oh, fit. didn't make yeah. any sense. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And, like, and then you, it's like so Spicoli's dreaming, but I think like that was their way of doing it. And apparently, he didn't have a ton of time to rehearse, so they just like held up cue cards. And some of the cue cards are still in, like, Cameron Crowe's um, office or something. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I wouldn't I be surprised if they added the, um, like the car crash scene, too, with him and uh, Jefferson's little brother. Maybe I, questions about that. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I've got, so, I've got but, thoughts. I've got we'll thoughts. Get on to it. Yeah, I think it's because they, they spin it pretty well. Um, I'm trying to – I didn't read all – look, I didn't do good research, I will admit. Um, I did none. Uh, I was going to look something up. The the woman that like Judge Reinhold, she's in like a sports car and yeah, um, he's eyeing her while he's in the pirate thing. That is Nancy Wilson, the sure guitarist of Heart, mm-hmm. and I think I don't know if it's Cameron Crowe's wife still, but they were I think married or together oh. at some point. I, um, I I clocked her right away because I was I was a huge Heart fan in college. Like I I still get down on Heart, but I saw them um, when they did. I don't think it was VH1 Divas because they're not really Divas, but they had like, I think VH1 Rock Honors or whatever. And they performed and I'm like, oh, you guys are legit soccer moms and you play better than fucking anybody. Like I, I fell in love with them in that performance. Yeah. So I, I recognized her right away. Yeah, they're not together anymore. They were together from 86 to 2010. That's a, that's a pretty good though. That's a pretty good run. Yeah. I think you did all right. Yeah. yeah. Wow, all right. Um, And then... Just throw out some other ones. There, uh, this might be our most like Oscar feature Oscar winners in one film. 
How many did we get? Three. And Cameron Crowe eventually wins an Oscar as well for screenwriting. Okay. I could think of... Can you name them? Well, I could think of one. I know Sean Penn's got one. Yeah. Uh, Nick Cage has one. Yeah. For for, uh, Raising Arizona. No. Mm -hmm. Leaving... Leaving Las Vegas. Yes. He should have gotten one for Raising Arizona. (laughs) Oh, I got it. Forrest Whitaker for uh, Last Last King King of of Scotland. Ding, ding, ding. Boom. That's some shit. Also, Phoebe Cates. (laughs) I'm just bullshitting. She's not an Oscar. She's not a very good actress. Hey. Stoltz, they don't give you Oscars for losing parts to Michael J. Fox. Right. See what I did did, there? He was a mask. He was a mask. He did okay um, in that, yeah. yeah I okay. also think like Phoebe Cates has like married Kevin Klein and kind of like stepped back from the. Yeah. From oh, the I forgot that. they were married. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they're still together too. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that. That's nice. That is nice. <laughs> that's 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 really that's that's nice. really nice. That's very that's nice. nice. Um, all right, so let's. I'm let's sure there on. are more fun facts that people oh, have. Like, I can't believe you forgot this, one, but I don't. Yeah, it's it's fine. You guys want to hear us talk shit about this movie and the things that we liked. And so let's go ahead and uh, jump into the recap and the segments here. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Um, my first thought, and I think this kind of dovetails what we were saying before, almost all of these characters are basically cartoons. Like, they're, they're archetypes that we will come to know and recognize from basically every teen movie after this for a little while here. Um, yeah. We cannot talk about this movie without first talking about Sean Penn as Spicoli. Um, this is like the stoner surfer archetype, Patient Zero. This is where it starts. Like, yeah. obviously, yeah. we've seen this kind of character a billion times since this. And, you know, he was clearly pulling some from Cheech and Chong. But, like, everything about Spicoli has become shorthand for this kind of character. Like, the speaking pattern the facial expressions, like the physicality, the way that he walks around and moves on the scene. Um, I put together like a, a quick minor list of the guys that are identical to this. Uh, Ed from Good Burger is just Spicoli with braids. <laughs> the exact same character. Same, same yeah. character. Um, if you guys have seen uh, Three Ninjas recently, all three bad guys in Three Ninjas are just Spicolis. <laughs> all three of them. Um, there's the two stoners from Can't Hardly Wait. Uh, Breckenmeyer from Clueless is just doing a yeah. Spicoli impression. Like, it, they're, they're all the same. And it really hit, because, like, I never, I was like, holy shit. This, yeah. And, like, that's also an Amy Heckerling movie. Yeah. Uh, first time director of this film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, wow. Because when he got up, I guess when he's like, tell, like, why is he late or whatever, I'm like, this yeah. is the speech of, like, and the people at McDonald's who make those little bread. Oh, it's the exact wouldn't same. Wouldn't be tardy without them. It's, <laughs> it is, the, the, the physicality of it. Like the, that's what to me, um, you watch Good Burger and the way that Ed like randomly moves his arms and torso a lot. It's the exact fucking same. It's like you're just yeah. doing an impression at this point. Um, and, I, you know, he to me is the best part of the movie. Like he's the funniest part of the movie. The interaction he has with Mr. Hand is very funny. Um, 
they I think they tried a little bit too hard to like bring it together with like a heartwarming moment at the end of the movie with those two. I didn't need that, but every scene with them in it as like diametrically opposed forces, I thought was a lot of fun. Um, you've got Mark Rat Ratner, uh, who Dave will attest is just high school Bobby Lesh turned up to eleven. He looks like Bobby Lesh for starters. They have a very similar appearance. Um, a little bit, little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. Got a little, little bit, bit of, a little bit of lesh face on him, but he's just—he's yeah. like this lovelorn, sad sack who like sees a girl one time and is like, "One day I'll marry that girl," and yeah. it's just—I—I I knew a lot of guys that were like this at the time. Sure, You've seen, he's the same as Preston in uh, "Can't Hardly Wait," like the exact same fucking character. Oh, yeah, <laughs> just. This guy keeps on popping up in all these fucking movies. He's he's kind of like Oz from um, American Pie. Like mm. sees a girl one time and is like, "Oh, I'm in love with her." Oh, I love her. Not, oh, man. Why do I get to be on this side of them? All the actions over there, and you just get the to action. leer over. So long as your eyes are functioning, you got something to do while you're wearing God. a tuxedo at the movie theater. <laughs> oh, tuxedo man. to take tickets, and I tell him the smoking section is upstairs to the oh, left. What a horrible movie watching experience. Wasn't so gross. Oh, it would so been gross. awful. I would have fucking hated that. Ugh. Um. To, to really top off that this is this kind of a character that we see stacy basically throws herself at him and he like legit wimps out we're going to talk about their relationship later on but like sure. that scene where he he's walking out of her house where he's made up an excuse to flee her nude body basically i don't think he made up an excuse he just left no well yeah. no he he said something about like oh i have to get back home to blah blah oh, his sister's the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay you're right you're right i think <laughs> yeah. he was just like uh, I gotta go. Yeah, so he he leaves, and we see him like turn back, like he's gonna go back to the house. Sees her bedroom light turn off, and just gives up. <laughs> and it's mm. like that to me. Sorry, Bobby Lesh. You know I love you. This is peak high school Bobby behavior for me. It's weird that he would still tell to this day if it happened to him. And it's just like just knock on the door. She's still awake. It's like mm. nine p.m. Like, yeah, her he's lights just, off. He's just so he's just so naivist. Oh no! Oh, God, but uh, yeah, but he he was especially dead. I'm like, you were sitting on sitting out on the bed. It, it, it was all copacetic. Everything was good. Yeah, but yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna dig into all of that. That's scene, tough, bro. That's tough. Really, that's rough. Because yeah. um, because because there's a lot of non copacetic action. Yeah, but. Well, uh, <laughs> The, all the other sex is definitely not copacetic. Then the last real archetype character, because I guess you could say Forrest Whitaker, but he doesn't really have anything to do in this movie. But like the last real archetype that we see repeated over and over in these movies is this Mike Damone piece of shit. Like he sucks. He sucks. The he's, worst. He's a little bit like Stifler. Like he's a little bit like like a like a less cool Mike Dexter. Like he's just kind of from um can hardly wait yeah, yeah. He, i don't but like i don't even I, he I thinks guess, he's king should have fucked mountain is the point like, he's not astronaut mike dexter. He is. not <laughs> astronaut mike dexter <laughs> different mike dexter different mike dexter oh well, because like mike dexter is like a football player so it's yes. like damone isn't that he could no. be a little bit more of like the stiffler but he's also he's like um a little bit of what was it high school high like Clint Howard's character that could get people oh, anything. No, no, not high school high. That's rock and roll high school. Right, yeah. right rock and roll high yes. school. He's just he. I I'm gonna toss it out there. I think he might be the sleaziest character we've seen so far, including Timothy mm. Oliphant and the girl next door. 
who they pull. Out <laughs> you you mean he's sleazier than King Sleaze? Man. Yes. Yeah. He's just he's so off putting. Like yeah. he yeah. he's just fucking gross and like it, it he kind of reminds me of all the characters from just one of the guys where the movie is yes. very clearly set in California, but for some reason they're like an over the top New Yorker, like wheeling and dealing. <laughs> in the movie for some fucking reason like the yeah. 80s had a real fascination with like the new york archetype character and like let's put him in here i don't know how he got to the school mm-hmm. i think the actor was 27 so like an old ass man playing this role yeah. but like oh and i think what really summed it up for me why i'm just like oh i fucking hate this guy um they did a really good job in the beginning of showing him explaining his like perfect five-step technique to get laid or whatever. And then when we see him hook up with Stacy, he does four of those five steps in order. Like it's exactly what he said he was going to do, except for putting on a song from Led Zeppelin four. Listen, I, I've done my fair share of necking. Uh, Led Zeppelin four is not what I go to for that, but I, it's not nice maybe two either. So I guess what's on Le- Led Zeppelin four. Yeah, the big ones? Um, Look at Led that. Zeppelin four. I believe immigrant song is on Led Zeppelin four. Oh. Uh, is it on the B side? Did you say side two? Yeah. The, yeah, the B side. I think, um, well, yeah. if if ah. Lemon Song is on there, look it up. If Lemon Song is on there, then okay. Cause Lemon Song and Black Dog are, are songs to neck to. Um, but yeah, just like watching him say, here's what I do. And then watching him do it and watching poor dumb Stacy, not even recognize that it's like, Oh, you're in a trap. Like he's doing all this shit on purpose. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't much care for that guy at all. You got I'm not it? sure I know all these Zeppelin songs, but I, I Misty, probably Mountain, Misty Mountain Hop, uh, Four no. Sticks. no. Going to California. No, oh, that's a, that, that. That's, that's not a that's making out song. It's a going song. To, no, that, that's a nice slow. It, it's an acoustic guitar. Going yeah. to California with an aching in my heart. It, and then it, when the levees break. Yeah. Oh, now that one's sexy. What was yeah. that? One? About what? industrial accidents. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> when the levee breaks. Oh, when oh, the levee yeah. breaks. Yeah, it's a sad song about when the levee <laughs> breaks. You have no place to stay. Yeah, when the yeah, levee breaks, that's, your house my, goes away. It's my and you have favorite, no place to live. My favorite yeah, Zeppelin sexy. song, but it's not so a good. sexy song. It's great. Yeah. That is not a Zeppelin. Not a makeout song at all. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I bet, I was like, oh, I should play this because I watched this 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 morning. I was like, I should pull up my Spotify, which I know I should well, cancel my subscription or whatever. Got but. to now. Never. Um, and I was like, oh, I wonder if it's, this is sexy music. And then I didn't really. Not really. When the Levy Breaks is a phenomenal song, but Jesus Christ, it's fucking sad. It's about a flood um, destroying a whole city. Yikes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I think that like when the, when the Damone character came on, like I know, like if you've seen it, you know why you don't like him. But I feel like even the first time I watched it, I was like, mm, no to this man. I was like, this yeah, guy is Stevie. You're like immediately like. Fucking mm-mm. dirt bag, scamming money Seven, from little kids. 17-year-old ticket scalper. That's all, that's all you need to say. If, oh, if you're that on, at man. that age, that's, that's, something was... that, that's something that you get to after years of like other petty crime. You're like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're like 28. It's like, I'll scalp tickets now. I've done everything else. But he gets right to that. Well, I'm going to scam that way. Hearing the prices was shocking to me. Twelve fifty for Van Halen front ten rows. That twelve fifty. Yeah, makes, makes and the me kids were like, "Whoa, whoa, too. whoa!" I understand. The I kids understand. were like, "I'll give you eight. <laughs> yeah, eight. Eight. Yeah. I was like, "What Dollars? happened to our world?" 
Like my oh. dad will tell stories to be like, I saw James Brown for 50 cents. I'm like, shut, <laughs> shut up. Well, you didn't. My yeah. parents, my parents, their my mom brings up this story minimum thrice per year. Um, when my parents were dating, I don't, they might've been married, but they didn't have kids yet for sure. So they might've been newlyweds. Um, Stevie Wonder played a concert at the Forum in LA. And so my parents went to go see Stevie. And mm. my dad was very much one of these, okay, we're going to leave during the last song so we can beat the traffic. I'm not trying to get stuck, trying to get out of here. It's like 1970 something. I'm not trying to be like in my, Nissan Z sitting there for three hours trying to get out of the forum. So when the last song starts and the chorus hits, we're getting up out of here. And they left. And then the next day, one of their friends called and they were like, wasn't that a great concert? And I was like, yeah, it was really great. And they're like, can you believe Marvin Gaye came out and did a whole two hour set after Steve? And my mom was like, the fuck did you just say to me? So she never let my dad live it down. It was very much one of those things where it's like, you're not going to find this out unless somebody tells you. It's not going to be on like Twitter the next day. You're not going to yeah. find clips of it on, on TikTok. Like, they were parents before they were parents. That, that's a parent move. It's like, well, you know yeah. that last song? We're leaving. Yeah. Halfway through the fourth quarter, we're leaving. I'm like, why? I, I should also specify my dad was still an outlaw biker at this point. So I know, that's, sensible, like, that's wild. Sensible Leroy wanted to beat traffic. But yeah. yeah. That's like when Was my dad he talks very about superstitious. Leaving. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, my dad left Woodstock early because he had to go to work. <laughs> so he missed job. like Hendrix. Or that was like 19 years old at the time. So he was like, I got I had to go to work. But he I missed like because I work. guess it, it went into Monday. So he had to leave early to get back to like right. you know Red Bank, New Jersey. My and he didn't God. miss all the good stuff because the thing was running behind schedule. Well, of course it was. Time. Yeah. Ooh, bring on Sha Na Na. That's what he was saying. <laughs> bring on he's Bowser from Sha Na Na. <laughs> okay, let's let's get back to this okay, fucking so. movie here. Um, as Dave said, and this was I think one of my problems that happened in the movie. It feels uh, like it's a bunch of like disconnected little vignettes. Most of the characters don't really interact with other characters. There's like several independent storylines that are going on that don't really cross over at all, mm-hmm. and I think. One of the problems, when I said I had a problem with the pacing, the movie takes place over an entire school year, which threw me for a fucking loop. Like, I remember this being a month, probably, from like start to finish. No, this shit, when the movie starts, it's the first day of school. I think it starts before the first day, technically. But, like, the yes. first time we see them at school is the first day of school. The next thing we see, it is Christmas time. Uh, Stacy is sad that the grown man who sexually assaulted her has not called since November. Yeah. Um, then Mike hooks up with Stacy, and then right away she's pregnant and going to the abortion clinic. Um, like it just—it feels like we're missing a lot of the connective tissue because it's hard to imagine like so little happening in the lives of these teenagers over the course of like six weeks. Like I know what it was like to be a teenager, and I cannot <laughs> imagine. I mean, obviously, I didn't have sex with a grown man in a uh, baseball dugout, but if I did. Ugh. I can't imagine it happening in like August and then yeah. in December being like, well, I haven't heard from him since November. I'd like move on by that point. Like you don't, you're pining after him. Like he's not called in six or eight weeks. And you're just like, I wonder what's going to happen. As soon as I see people, a guy walking with a blanket to a dugout. I'm like, oh. Jesus oh, fucking Christ. So nasty. Yeah. I, 
I assumed it meant like they saw each other more times. Like they continued I'm to have sure sex in, in the dugout. Well, I that's how I was reading. I don't know. I guess it didn't really bother me. I don't know if it was, I was just like in a different mood this morning. I was just like, oh, like, oh it's Christmas time. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. Like I was, I'm like, I didn't need to spend any more time with these people. So it was totally no, I didn't need to spend more time, but just say the movie takes place from like first day of school through Halloween. <laughs> like make it a Halloween dance. And Did they, a graduation dance. I don't know if they needed an, an extra five minutes with Santa Claus getting pissed on and waiting getting for his pizza on. and be like, what? Hey. I have some place to be. What the fuck you doing? Come on, give me my pizza. Hey, yeah. I'm Santa Claus. That's that's what he sounds like. Santa Claus played by Diablo Cody. Yeah, you got um, it. Yeah, I just you know we we didn't see Spicoli really interact with almost any other students. We we nope. see him talk to his stoner buddies. Then there's like one scene with Jefferson's brother that we talked about where they're drunk and high driving a very fast car, and then aside from that, he's like not in the movie. Like it's just. Ratner also vanishes for like a 30 minute span I'm like oh I forgot you were in this when he pops back up um, Brad really only interacts with Arnold at work and Stacy at their house um, yeah. if Brad wasn't yeah. Stacy's brother the only other character we'd see him talk to is Arnold and Arnold is basically a nobody in the plot <laughs> like it's just yeah. it it's is, weird it's different yeah yeah and, then, he's, and, he's, and he's still making payments on a 60's car yeah He's got four more payments to go, baby. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, if, if Van Halen tickets are twelve fifty, his car payment's probably like thirty bucks a month. So, yeah. but he's but he's but he's making eight bucks a day, right? I, <laughs> okay. I don't know how money works. I don't know how money works in this movie. I don't, I don't get it. Well, yeah, we'll talk about. There's another money thing that happens later on where I'm like, you're having this much trouble. But uh, Stacy and Linda, the two female characters in the movie, have no other friends. Um, I had a, a hard time understanding yeah. the relationship dynamic here. Like Linda is the cool popular girl archetype, but doesn't have any kind of entourage or hangers on or even like yeah. a bunch of dudes chasing after her. And I'm like, well, those are the things that we usually use to mark that she's cool. Like, I don't, mm. I don't know if she's a dork too. I, I hard to fucking tell. And yeah. then Stacy is supposed to be like the sheltered quiet girl who gets kind of corrupted by her older friend but that character usually has a friend who's also like quiet and sheltered and gets left along behind the way. And we didn't get that. So but, like, I don't know where you guys fit in the hierarchy here. But again, though, like, are we just conditioned because of the films that came after? Probably. It? Yeah. I will say though, that I thought it was weird that like unclear how old or what grade like Linda's in, but I'm definitely like, so you work with this girl at the mall. Like you're not hanging out with her in school. Like that's just, yeah. like, that's not well, going to happen. I, I was also confused. Well, there's a, they give you some context clues. So in the beginning, and this is why I was like, oh, this is a giant red flag. Before when, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> thousands of years ago before Sigourney Weaver. In the beginning. You get that joke. Yes. You guys are weird like us. Yeah. Um, so in the beginning of the movie, you see Stacy from behind talking to, what is his name? Ron or whatever, like the grown man that, that assaults her. Um, and Linda says like, oh, why is he talking to her? She's not even in high school yet. So I'm like, yeah. oh, fucking gross. Yeah. So then we find out later on, they say that Stacy is 15. Um, yeah. I forget what the context was for that. And I'm like, all right, so maybe they're in the same grade or she's one year older. But at the end, we find out Linda's graduating. So Linda yes. is like 
a peer of Brad's, it's very strange to me that I think they're in the same class at one point. Like, no, I don't think they're ever in the same, but like no? Stacy is oh, oddly, is. yeah, Stacy's in class with like Spicoli and Brad's lady friend, Lisa. Yeah, Lisa. Um, the thing that kept getting me about Linda was like Doug, her boyfriend in Chicago, and then oh at one or her fiance in Chicago. That's what I was like. I was like, is Doug like the boyfriend from summer camp that like doesn't actually exist oh and no God. one can like? I thought, I thought she manifested. So. She manifested some real tears at the end, right? So that's, that's what threw me. We're we're gonna do um a love at first semester later on. Oh, yeah. They don't really they don't really have a relationship, so it's fine to talk about it here. The whole movie, I am led to believe she's making this guy up. Like it's mm-hmm. it's very much like the kind of thing where it's I don't want to be seen i think i'm above high school so i don't Mm. want people to think i'm dating high school boys so i'm making up that i have a fiance who lives in chicago and works for an airline so like you're probably post-college at this point you're like a legit adult right yeah and then she forgets how long she said he can bone her per night Uh so i'm like okay so obviously you made that part up but i'm like Uh then at the end she's legit like weeping having written him a letter dumping him because he didn't come to her graduation dance because he's an adult well also <sighs> you think if she's not gonna make up all this other shit she can't have some crocodile tears to get some sympathy at the That's end of the fair. Dance. yeah i, I uh, guess yeah. so i guess but she wrote two <sighs> letters i don't it's just very she's it's writing very to george glass to She's and she was very glass. upset about it yeah mm. it's, it's a legit george glass situation for sure um yeah that was that was her whole character was weird to me i didn't i didn't get any of it i think it was just all like a cover of like that thing of like yes i don't want to date high school boys and also like who's gonna like believe if she's lying or not like she could be a virgin too like she could have no idea what she's doing probably and just use it all as an excuse i mean well she can deep throat the fuck out of a carrot so there's that which i'm not sure why you would necessarily do that in a public place with high school boys watching you. That's like a terrible. Dirt, and and that dirty scene. carrots, too. Dirty, dirty yeah, carrots. Not even peeled. You can, like can do a little better with the peeling. Yeah. Amy Heckerling. Yeah. That, if, that if, was, if, if you're peeling the carrots, that I, I don't know if you're peeling. Me. That was yeah. odd to me in general. Um, it's a low budget movie. Maybe you were peeling <laughs> the carrots. I have no idea. <laughs> Pull them out of the ground. Uh, straight up Bugs Bunny. Yeah. But, well, our friend Tony Oaks eats them that way. It's very strange. Um, okay. the, the last storyline here that was totally unrelated to the whole movie, which I brought up before was the Charles Jefferson Forrest Whitaker storyline. Yeah. Best football scene I've seen in a oh long time. God. He, <laughs> he only exists for that scene. Yes. Like if, if you told me the entire character was just like added in post, I'd be like, yeah, okay. I believe that I, I, that checks out. Like he only exists for that one football scene, which itself only exists because of the Spicoli car crash scene. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's a weird, I don't know why he's in the movie. It also doesn't make sense in the timeline because they're at like Christmas. Yeah, this is What's his name? Yeah, hasn't called since November. And I'm like, but we're still playing football? No. Yeah, yeah. This would have no. been in like March, probably. Yeah. Like, it's, well, it's, it's Southern California, presumably, right? So we're. Maybe well, they add a couple games. Or they start a little later, maybe because it gets a I'll little hot you. in the summer. I, I, I follow. I follow uh, college football recruiting really closely. It's weird to me, being somebody from the Midwest, how late some states are playing football. Like you recruit a kid from Arizona, they're playing their playoff games in like February still. It's fucking nuts. We've been done for months now. 
but you don't i mean this was this was like the big rivalry game um against lincoln i did appreciate that they had the assassinate lincoln buttons on that was kind of funny Uh, (laughs) i like that but like yeah this would have been february march like at this point i don't know what you're doing but i guess it's just you know they they didn't need to set the scene then they could have put that anywhere in the movie because it's not related to anything else very strange yeah um was the uh were the hits legal I didn't see many. No, nah, I didn't see any were. legal hits. No, no. It, it's funny they because were. There he's was going a, low, he's going high, but he's flipping. Yeah, he's, he's he, he power bombed a guy. He was like sure supermaning into people. Yes. Just yeah, it was it was insane. There was um, I saw a TikTok yesterday uh, that was just a, like the opening credits from I think um, the NFL Today from CBS, nineteen seventy seven. And huh. the caption was like, all of these hits are illegal today. And literally every single like point from their highlights from the opening credits, it's like, well, that's you you grabbed a guy's face mask and tore his helmet off. Uh you obviously like speared this man. You hit him helmet, like, from the side. Like yeah. you, you dove at his leg, you broke his leg. I mean, like, this is all yeah. it was fun. You punched a guy. It's it's crazy to watch. Different time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't know about concussions yet. Um now, we've been dancing around this. I don't know if we've done it especially well, but uh, what's your problem? Uh, the, movie, the movie opens with a sexual assault right out of the gate. The dude... Uh, that makes it sound way more aggressive than it is. Well, I, I didn't say it was a violent sexual assault. This, this man, I think they say he's 26. He looks 36. He looks like a downtrodden old man. Um, smoking and red meat, different. Smoking and red meat back then, yeah, it's yeah. different. It's yeah. very he different. works at at the mall at a stereo store. Right. Yeah. yeah. I bet he drinks mm-hmm. hams or strows or whatever. But like, Nothing there, there were there, <laughs> there were some clear clear red flags here that he should have been able to pick up on. Um, he picks her up on the street for their date. Um, not at her house, really like on the street, which should be a dead giveaway that she's not actually 19 because an actual 19-year-old would be like, just come to my house, <laughs> get me from there or just come over. Um, she gets in the car. There was a, uh, a graffiti behind her that said wasted youth. And I'm like, well, that's a little bit on the fucking nose. Uh, she gets in the car and asks what he wants to do. And he immediately suggests they go to the point which I'm like, oh, probably makeout point. The first time I saw this, now that I know what happens, I'm like, I know where this is going. It's just a gross abandoned baseball dugout. And I'm like, yeah, ugh. (laughs) That's awful. It's so gnarly. Yeah. And then the fact that the movie portrays the whole thing as like a romantic, dreamy scenario gave me the fucking creeps, man. Like, because when it's after, after it happens, she should be dealing with some trauma from what has happened to her and she's very excited to like brag to linda like, that she finally got some d and i'm just like, I was like wait, what, what song was playing do you do, some, do you remember what song she's gonna be somebody's was it? Baby. baby that's her that's her sex theme it happens three times in the that's, movie it's it's a, it's a good song i was waiting for three yeah, because that's that's the dream, man. It's getting just fucked in a dugout. Yeah, yeah. getting boned. Sounds good. Missionary mm. in a dugout by a grown man. They mm-hmm. there's a point <sighs> when they they're making out, and I think 
like as he's unbuttoning her shirt, he literally says, "You sure you're really 19?" And she's like, Ugh. "I'm really 19." And that's all he needs to know, and just gets right to fucking. And I'm like, "You know, this is you, you're asking this question because you know she's not." Yeah, <laughs> like that's also, why like, you ask that. But like, was there a real date, or is it literally just I'm gonna pick you up? There was no we're date. Gonna go to this nasty ass dugout. I didn't see any condoms. I'm like, what are we? Maybe <laughs> no. don't check to make sure she's 19. Go like, are you on the pill? No, no condoms. Uh, fucking Not in a dugout. Fucking in a dugout was 1982's version of Netflix and chill. Get Jesus in my car. Christ. I'll take you to a dark, abandoned dugout with graffiti everywhere and probably like gum stuck to the bleacher and just bowing you there and then drop you back off on the street corner and head home. Uh, <laughs> like but she said there was no way. She said no there way. was no way. Um, <laughs> then you've got uh, Linda, who we talked about with like her grown fiance. Um, let's assume for a second that this is true. If okay. this is true, this is also horrible. Um, because yeah. she's 17 years old and not like dating an older boy, which was a thing that was like a constant thing in 80s teen movies, probably because of this. Mm-hmm. The girl from um just one of the guys had her boyfriend that went to whatever it was, local state college or yeah. whatever date Lo- called. local state, exactly. Local yeah, state. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole thing where it's like if you're a high school girl who's cool, you date grown men, you don't date high school guys. And I'm like, that sounds fucking gross, but like I'm assuming this is true. They they're engaged. They were probably dating when she was like 15, 16. I I didn't see a ring. So like it might have been one of those like maybe it was like once you graduate. I don't know. I'm not saying whatever. It's Dana. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know. But stop saying um, it. I didn't see a ring. Also didn't see a ring. Um, then you've also got Brad leering at a girl in a bikini and jacking it, which is again treated. Yeah, uh, God, we're gonna. I've got thoughts, but like treated entirely as like an embarrassing moment for him, not like a deeply troubling thing to do. You reshoot this scene with dark lighting, <laughs> ominous music. He's Joe from you. This yeah. Oh my God, Joe's always jerking off in the shadows. Jerking off, staring at people. He is. He has. He's, he sees this. His girl. face is weird. His face is weird. His face, weird his face, face. is weird. Her face when she walks into the bathroom was fucking perfect. She becomes. There is like, a oh. great. Fr- there's a great freeze <laughs> frame. Just just do a, a Google search of Fast Times. And look in the images, and there's a perfect. It's like, oh, she's it's so amazing. What's happening? But it's like, again, it's like you you are masturbating while looking at a girl who has no idea you're doing this, and it's like, oh, that yeah. wacky Brad. Not like yep. you are. This is this is a precursor to worse things. This is how it starts. Not good. Yikes. Not great. Um, now that does kind of lead us to our our next discussion point here because. The movie is just chock-a-block with iconic scenes. Um, the Phoebe Kate scene that we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to toss it out to you guys. Is this the single most iconic scene we've seen so far? Well, consider, consider how many times it's been like referenced and parodied in other things. And fucking, a pie. fucking a pie. Fucking a pie, yeah. is up pie there. was important. Fucking a, fucking a pie is up there. <sighs> Let's see what else. Um, the music in it is just so it's a good song. Dang. Oh, the cars. Yeah. 
Um, trying to think of else we Hey, Brad. Hey, Brad. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. But like we, I mean, that that scene has it's it's like a 12 second scene. It's not long, but it's been yeah. done so many times by so many other things. I'm trying to I think, think. I mean, there's one on Family Guy that I feel like like sticks. There with is. Me. Yeah, like, there's a, there's a Family Guy. Was it one Peter walking doing the? Or yeah, was, I I think I think it was um, I think uh, it was Mr. Peter Schmidt. I think it was uh, oh, Lois's dad. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, awesome. I think it was Lois's dad. But awesome. like, I I don't know that we've seen anything that's been referenced that many times. Um, no. Yeah. It's, 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 it's up there and then uh you got the forgotten wallet scene um that with, scene I, mean, I will never forget anxiety. my wallet anywhere ever because oh, of that scene i I'm double triple you. quadruple quintuple check before I'm i leave going you. anywhere that's my nightmare this that's happened to me in high school one time this yeah, you fully happened eaten? to me you fully eaten and uh-oh. well see <laughs> I didn't have a sleazy friend to call and like bring the wallet to me and also basically like hit on my girl while doing Ugh, it. What which the, gross, so bad. Awful. Like I didn't have a friend to bring me my wallet. So like sex preamble just had to pay for our movie tickets and snacks <laughs> instead. Um, yeah, right. But <laughs> this was early on, like our third date probably. And she brought yeah. it up every time we went out for the rest of our relationship. Oh. Remember was, your wallet. Got your wallet, right? Got your wallet. Got your I'm wallet. like, yes, I got my fucking <sighs> wallet. So yeah, that was that. But so again, cute. I mean, so the, cute. the anxiety from that scene is high, and the way that they play it, where you just have this overhead shot of like a smorgasbord on the fucking table, cups everywhere, food fucking everywhere. Like, okay, if your wallet shows up, you owe three hundred eighty-five dollars for this. Like, you yes. bought every fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but also like, why did Damone have to do it that way? Like, why did he have to be like? Because when he shakes his hand, I thought he was like palming him the That's wallet. That's I thought. And Let I was think. like, or just Let palming him. Think. No, because Damone's the worst. Why the fuck is Rat? Why are think. they friends? Why are they? Friends? Yeah. Why are they friends? Sucks. And why yeah, does why does Rat have no other friends? Mm-hmm. This is his mm-hmm. only friend. Is Mike yeah. Damone? Like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, I'm guessing since they were nine or ten little league, and they've just. Yeah. I guess so. They but, lean on each other for those things, and they just stuck together. Well, probably also to act like he's so cool that I'm like he wouldn't be if he was as cool as he. But I guess that's also he's not as cool as he thinks because if he right. was as cool as he the air he puts out, he wouldn't be friends with Rap. I think that's part of it. I think that um, there's a moment where they have their big blow up fight, and Rat puts up his dudes like he's the Notre Dame mascot. This dude, uh, you, you can't punch somebody like, like old-timey fisticuffs. I'm not sure what you're doing exactly. Um, but he's like, he basically says, like, everyone talks shit about you all the time. Everyone says you're stupid. Everyone says that you're irritating. I stick up for you. So I kind of feel like Damone is probably a guy who thinks he should have cooler friends, but is like, yeah. well, I'm doing Rat a favor of being his friend. And meanwhile, like nobody else was doing it the fucking way. Yeah. Okay. It's awful. Great. It's awful. Um, yeah. Another iconic scene: Spicoli ordering the pizza during class, which would make Zach Morris jealous. Um, I like a nice New York style, and that looked like a nice New York style. But I also do. De- you 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 get it delivered by uh, what's his name Taylor Taylor Negron 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 Yeah. Negron. Um, yeah. But um, 
he, he plays uh, also plays a pizza delivery guy in Biodome. If you guys have ever oh, seen that, oh, he one. does. And That's he comes walking and wearing a very a very similar shirt. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, this is fantastic. Yeah, I um, just I loved watching the look on Mr. Han's face, like as he sees the guy walking into the class, and I loved the look on Spicoli's face even better when everyone's yeah. eating his pizza. He looks so sad. He's like, what? Oh, he just looks <laughs> so sad. <laughs> That's another one that that's actually in the it's in the top six images. If you do, I can see that face. It's like, oh. it's really good. He just looks like oh. I can't believe this is happening. Um, it's incredible. Yeah. I just want to do his line, but I don't want to. I don't want to. Oh, we're, we're, we're almost there. We can do that, Mister Han. But like I said, they they made the pizza pretty. It looked like something I would like to eat. No, it didn't. That pizza looked okay. gross as hell. I'm sorry. I was like, wait, wait, which pizza? And then I was like, oh, like you obviously it's probably been like sitting out all day, yeah. however long it takes to like shoot it. But I was like, it looked cold. I like cold so pizza. Cold. That's I what I'm talking when you, about. When you That's first talking about. It, when you first see it, I thought it looked good. And then yeah. when they show it again when the students come up to get slices, I'm like, okay, it's it's this is three hours later. Yeah. Sure. When it's first delivered, like it looks okay. I also thought he said there were toppings on it. And then when you open it, like yeah. pizza. he said it was Triple like sausage. I'm like, it's just a fucking yeah, cheese like, pizza. <laughs> double yeah, cheese yeah. and sausage or whatever. Yeah, they blew that one. Pizza. Um, yeah. I think the, the last really iconic scene to discuss here is Brad getting fired. Um, <laughs> like, it's funny to think back, and this movie does a good job of this, but it's funny to think back on how important it felt to be a high school student with like a quote unquote long term job. Um, when this dude is still working at All American Burger, he's legit king shit of hamburger fucking mountain. He thinks he's doing real good, and he's for like, high school, yeah, yeah he's why not? bragging yeah. about the car payments. He's he's, yeah. he's basically saying, "Hey Arnold, I can put in a good word for you. Hey, I can Arnold, put you on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's a it's a minimum wage job, dude. Like it's not pulling strings to get this guy hired here. But like as soon as he gets fired, you see how shitty it actually is to be like bottom of the totem pole again. Yeah, true. At Captain That's Hooks, that. like which it has the most elaborate costume I've ever fucking seen in my life for a work uniform. Um, it's just you know, his life falls apart when he loses his job, and I legit wanted to punch the shit out of the dude that got him fired. Oh, the worst. Hang on, like uh, it doesn't really fall. But he gets a new job and like. Eight seconds, and he gets but another like good job after that. Job. And like, the, it's like, no, no. the job hey, he gets is terrible. terrible jobs. They're terrible jobs. Every job where you're serving food, getting that grease all over the place, they're all terrible jobs. But, but he gets another one within seconds. All within American seconds. Burger, though. Top notch. Top, Top notch. He, he, he could have boned Nancy Wilson from Heart, but he had that stupid pirate hat on. Yeah, sure could have. Not now. Um, but yeah, like when the scene where he gets fired. Like, he's 100% correct. The dude wants a refund on his meal. He's eaten almost yeah. all of it. And he's not even yeah. like, I'm not giving you the refund. He's like, let me find the form to fill out. And the guy's yeah, like, that's all he says. Form. Like, <laughs> he's like, give me a second to yeah. find the form. Let me find the and form. This, this guy's not having, yeah. I was like, fuck this guy. I didn't remember the scene. I was like, what the fuck is oh, this I did. guy's problem? <laughs> Dude's aggro and shit over his like bacon, egg, and cheese. I was like, um, first of all, that looked like that might have been fresh made. It wasn't like pour some stuff into a thing. It's not a McDonald's. That no. looked like probably like hand scrambled eggs. Yeah, he made bitch. him breakfast. And it's like, and you know what? Also, he's not even the guy that made the fucking meal. I, I assume he's working the register. You're not like working the you know the, yeah. the griddle and the register. But then his boss really is a piece of shit here. 
like my high school boss, Tim, would have been like, get the fuck out and don't come back. Like, you're not going to talk to my fucking employees like this. Get the fuck out of here. This dude <laughs> fires him on the spot. I'm like, he's obviously been there for a long time and you're just like, always right. Sorry, man. I really thought for a second it was going to be like, I'm going to make a big show of firing you and then be like, never mind. Like, I had to put on a show for that piece of shit. Like, come on back and yeah. work in here. But nope, that was nope. it. Um, that was it. Not, the, not the so much. No, not so much. Um, now, that scene does have uh, a pretty iconic line in it. And so I wanted to get in some potent quotables here. What did you say? Um, the last thing we see from that scene is him walking out. He had, to, I, I think, he was in the bathroom rehearsing his breakup speech with Lisa. Arnold busts in. And he's like, hey, man, I need to take a piss. Like, you have to go work the register for a minute and cover for me. And so on the way out, after he's been fired, he, like, bangs on the bathroom door. And he goes, hope you had a hell of a piss, Arnold. Just like, fucking bad. Fucking life. Um, there's also another one here that I don't know if this is the origin of this term, but it might be. Uh, Mike has a line where he says, you're a wuss, part wimp, part pussy. That might be the first time wuss has appeared in our lexicon because, like, he needed to explain what yeah. it meant. So yeah. Like, that might be I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, that's what that means. Okay. I like origins. I'm sure there's a full uh, etymology. Studies. Is it etymology? I was like, is it hagiography yeah. or whatever it is? Uh, hiography. Yeah. <laughs> it's an etymology of the, <laughs> the term wuss. Origins of wuss. Yeah, I'll, get, no I'll, I'll get on Urban Dictionary and find out. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of good stuff here. Um, first, he's going to shit. Then he's going to kill us. First, he's going to shit. Then he's going to kill us. That's the line. That's the line that Bobby Lash is like. <laughs> Him and uh, John Trendle and Evan DePew would just oh. say this back. I'm like, what the fuck? What is that? For the record, Where, you, can hear, you can hear all those guys playing in our uh, theme song. First, he's going to shit. Then he's gonna kill us. He, he's gonna shit. He's, he's gonna, gonna kill us. Well, which is it? He's gonna man. shit. He's gonna get Hold on, man. He's. How do you stay so calm when things are obviously so I mean, terrible? It's awful. Um, Bill literally says that like once or twice a day. It's, like, and I'm just it's like, an incredible. It's incredible. I don't know why I didn't realize it was from this film. Like, yeah. I don't know why I thought it was, I thought it was from like Friday, which I'm like, I don't think that's oh. a movie Bill's watched many times, but I thought it was, and I was like, oh, it's this one. Okay. Well, and I, I wanted to do that kid for the, um, for the deep dive. He has three total credits. It's like oh, no. this, a TV show the same year. And then like one more TV show, like 10 years later. And that's it. I think it was fun. This wow. Well, that little guy. Um, doesn't I doesn't anybody fucking knock anymore? Yeah, I have that one. <laughs> I'm, done, I'm done. done with that. Fucking <laughs> Um, and then when when uh, Spicoli orders the pizza, I like the one where he's like, "Cause you're not supposed to eat Mr. Hand's class because no. it's his time." But Spicoli yeah. wasn't there when that was announced. He was. He yeah, was I'm sure he announced it since then. Mr. Like, Hand, I Mr. wasn't Hans. there, Mr. Hand. Yeah. He's like, if I'm here, and you're here. Doesn't it make it our time? Ooh. And there's like an extra in the back, like nodding his head. Like, yeah, he has a good point, point Spicoli. <laughs> also, Bill and Ted, also Spicoli. Yes. <laughs> Spicoli, yes. all of them. Yes. Another one, a good Spicoli line. It's one of the first things he says 
Mr. Hand um, like lets him into the classroom, makes a big show because he's late. And he's like, oh, my, my schedule is really confusing. And Mr. Hand looks at it. It's like three classes handwritten. And yeah. he tears it up. And he's like, hey, man, you're ripping my card. <laughs> it's like, oh, I didn't realize that. Hey, I'm sorry. Like, he's oh, ragging on your cord, man. Oh, yeah. Simpsons. Yes, there's a lot of Dragon Simpsons stuff. Yeah. That's yeah, a lot of Simpsons. That's a good um, one. And then, you know, the, the last line of, well, the last Bacoli line is, all I needed some tasty waves, a cool buzz, and I'm fine. Yes. I, I think I made a t-shirt that said that early on at my, my last job. We used to do a lot of, like, surfing and Americana shit. I think we had a, a shirt that just said that on it. and Probably yeah. that sweet. I don't know. And he was right. Uh, early 80s in Southern California, you could still do that. Just be a beach bum. Yeah, for sure. And you had to have a fucking job to afford living anywhere near the goddamn beach. So Oy. Yeah. Yeah, but at the it's, time. Uh, yeah, at the time, you sound good time. Good time. Good time. Smoke billowing out of it. My card, man. <laughs> hey, you're tearing my card, man. <laughs> good. Um, now, this movie, uh, it's weird because there's some great music in it, but the soundtrack is missing a lot of like <laughs> the most famous songs. So yeah. uh, we'll do a quick mic check here. Mic check one, two, one, two. Mic check one, two. Microphone check one two. Um, we got the beat is the first mm-hmm. thing you hear. We got the beat. And God, the, the Go Go's. We got the beat. Pour some out, but they're a fucking amazing band. They're yeah. really fucking great. And they put the whole goddamn song in the in the very yeah. beginning. I'm like, this, this is great. This yeah. is great. So that's the first thing you hear. Um, they 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 didn't have the rights to any of the songs from Led Zeppelin four. And so when they show Stacy and Mark on their dates playing Cashmere, which I can't remember which album that one's on, but also not a makeout song. I think Cashmere that's phys- physical graffiti, maybe. Could be. Um, let's check it out. Yeah, I couldn't Shazam that one in time. I was like trying. I yeah. Shazammed as many as I could. Cashmere. Yeah. Is that from yeah, Physical Graffiti, nineteen seventy-five? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they also no, play. No, 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 no. They do Life in the Fast Lane by Eagles at the Damn my enemies. Damn my foes. Damn these hoes. Yeah. Oh, fucking. Come with me. Diddy cannot fucking. Come on now. Yeah, they do Life in the Fast Lane by the Eagles, also not part of the soundtrack. American Girl by Tom Petty, also not part of the soundtrack. I'm like, all these songs are not fucking part of the soundtrack. Moving in Stereo by the Cars, the Phoebe Cates song, not on the soundtrack. I'm like, so much of your shit isn't on there. Um, the the last song in the movie uh, is called "So Much in Love" by Timothy B. Schmidt. When Stacy walks up and gives Mark her picture, which to me, I thought maybe Stacy is a time traveler. That picture looks like she's in 1998. Like the clothes that she has on, the makeup, the hair—none of that reads like it's 82 at all. That was a girl we went to middle school with. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Or the, she was just the fashion just carried over. I guess, also, yeah. that song now like doesn't Billy Joel do a cover of it? There's like, a lot of this? covers. The I thought now this is gonna date me a little bit here. The version I know is by All for One, and I thought it was an All for One original. Oh, it's not okay. for I one. I know that. Yeah. One. But um, <laughs> see the record store. The name of the record store was I, Licorice I, Pizza. Well, that was the it was licorice pizza. It was licorice pizza. The, was it really? 
Uh-huh. That was a that was a famous. Re- it was a record chain in Southern California. I mean, I know that movie just came out. I've not seen it. But. It's it's based off that, and and because they were eventually bought up by Sam Goody, and then Sam oh, Goody of course they were went all over the place. But uh, I I saw that on the wall. I'm like, holy shit, man! That movie just fucking came out. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, it's this was 40 years ago. 40 years. 40 years ago, yeah. <laughs> I will say, there were also, I think, some songs written for this film. Sa- Sammy Hagar had a song called Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Sure did. Fast times. And Billy Squire had Fast Times. Billy Squire! <laughs> Jimmy Buffett had a, I don't know, Jimmy Spicoli's no? theme. Sorry. <laughs> of course, Jimmy Buffett did Spicoli's theme. <laughs> On the nose, man. Wasted again. It's Spicoli, like, oh, though. That's good. Oh, it. I was like, oh, I guess we had some people write stuff, especially for the film. Wait, Very kind. I to them. don't know. Wait, is is that what Spicoli's theme is? It's, I uh, don't oh, yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. That's Spicoli's uh-huh. theme? I think uh-huh. so. I yep. don't know where I'm going to go. Oh, dude. Yeah, it is. I didn't know. That's great. Yeah. That's great. It's you know this is this is a weird case because like Save the Last Dance, they put together a great soundtrack of contemporary music and then just left them all off the album. Yep. <laughs> like the movie has great music, the soundtrack not left off. Of it. Money, well, yeah, baby. I couldn't afford. Couldn't afford yeah. the license. Led Zeppelin's like, yeah, if you, if you give us like a million now and then a, a ten cents per sale, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, Zeppelin's yeah. like, we're you still a big that. deal. <laughs> Like we're still they very were a very big deal absolutely yeah. and i also thought um just in terms of like the musical references none of the musical references that they made sound weird looking back they talk about pat benatar that's a name that has lasted yeah. they talk about um van halen a number of times that's one that that has lasted what was the band uh iggy pop gets brought up um, yeah. Damone is trying to sell tickets to a girl that I thought was Linda. There's just another brown haired girl. Oh, um, yeah. When Stacy's like, hey, man, I need some money for this mushmortion. Um, yeah. He's talking about, yeah, like Iggy Pop. And I'm like, these are all, you could have very easily put in like the Buggles or like some band yeah. that well, was a big deal for a, a few months and just kind of faded away. I think someone else was looking for tickets to like Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah, like a twelve-year-old boy. Yeah, and, and then, then Earth, oh, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, Jefferson are, had to be like, I need some tickets to some black shit. And I need I'm some like, black okay. music. But again, <laughs> it could have been DeBarge. You know, <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, DeBarge would not. DeBarge would not have been around yet. Wait, Earth what's what's a De, I think I listened to a DeBarge song. What's a what's a DeBarge? Jesus, so good. I love music. I love it. Yeah, this like, is, I'll this keep going. going. There's a, there's this is great, good. There's a great DeBarge line from um, dun, 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 a Fred the Godson. I won't do it on the pod, but I'll tell you guys after we finish. It's very, very good. The soundtrack to the Fairy Gordy's The Last Dragon. Now that. He's in high school, right? We can do that movie for this pod. No, it's not. No one's in school. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's high school age. When he got that glow. God, what a fucking we gotta, we've got to find a way to make that one work. Because we about show enough alone for an hour and a half. I own it on DVD, and Bill had never seen it. Oh Bill is God. like six years older than me. He should have known that film 
he had not seen it until he was like 40. I was like, what the fuck's wrong? What happened to you? I've seen it so, it was on all the time on like probably BET when we were kids. That was, that was, it was on the the local UPN station a lot or WPIX in New Jersey. I wanted to be shown up for Halloween. I think I could like really pull off. You could, you could make it work. You're I, gonna have be, to I get, gotta get like a cool. Well, and a, and a, a fake facial hair is gonna have to be part of that. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'll just run the rest of the outfit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just have like some lackeys run around behind you as your as your backup. That'll work out. So good. Okay. Um, anyway, sorry. Now this, this movie, yeah, this movie, uh, we talked about you know some of the problematic or as Dave would say, I think he said what unfortunate sex that happened earlier. Sex. Of unfortunate sex. Yeah. It has a or decent amount of romance sex. in it. Or unfortunate sex. sex. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Or some some poor unfortunate sex. Um, that should be its own segment. But we are going to talk about some of the romance here with some love at first semester. Uh, all right, so the only real couple that we have in the movie, because I think we've determined that Doug, Linda's boyfriend, is imaginary. Um, you've got Mark and Stacy. I got a lot of questions. Um, sure. My first one, they've been in class together all year. He doesn't know her name until Christmas time when he finally asks her out. Um, no. When he walks up to her in the mall, she's like, hey, aren't we in biology together? It's like, bitch, it's been four fucking months of you seeing him five days a week, every week. Like, yeah. you should know he's from your biology class at this point. And you see him at work. I'm You've sure never bullshit and been to... like, yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't, yeah. I, maybe I, I know you. That's more big time than bullshit. You're like two seats away. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's stupid, but it seemed to have worked on him. He's like, yeah. Well, he's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, my, like, my, name yeah. Is, my name is Mark Ratner. And she's like, oh, I'm Stacy <laughs> Hamilton. I'm like, yeah, no fucking shit. <laughs> That's probably like lab partners. Um, then you've got uh, Stacy. Her character is confusing because she basically is like ready to fuck immediately when the movie starts. Like is desperate to just bone somebody. Kind of blame Phoebe Cates for that. Yeah, she's yeah. she's building it up. She's I don't want to say blame like like that way, but she's building it up, Buttercup. Yeah, yeah. Well, big she, time. She Linda is very much like, hey, get your pussy off a pedestal. It's not puss Elias. So she that's she does that's a, what she says she in so many words. Yeah. but yeah. like she wants to fuck everybody she dates except Mark. Although I guess she did try to fuck Mark, but like she did. She did. Yeah, she she bones a grown ass man 13 seconds of getting into his car. She busts it wide open for Mark 2 minutes after he's in her house. Um yeah. she tries with Mark one time. He doesn't stick it in and she's just like, "Well, I'm done here. I'm not interested anymore with that." Well, no. I think he like doesn't call her. She thinks he doesn't like she but says then he shows up at the pool with the moan. He, and then the moan and they're comes the, in the world's shortest thing. God, <laughs> the moan. He's just so fucking gross. <laughs> oh, my, let me tell you something. I got in my pocket here. I'm going a little wet if I jump on the pool. You know what I mean? Yeah, do yeah. I don't, you know, talk about my muscle. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you doing, dude? <laughs> what is this? He's thing? a wiener. Mark he's is a, a wiener. wiener. I'm sorry, he's a wiener. He's a, he's a prick. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's a little prick, as his doctor says. Um, Mark is only interested in her from the beginning because she's hot. Like they don't talk, they don't have anything in common. He thinks that she's hot, but then when he has a clear opportunity to get a damp third, he does not try to get a damp third. I, he just was—he's scared. He's a scared. nervous. He's a scared. I thought I don't want to do the wrong thing. I want to do the right thing, and if it means yeah. it might do the wrong thing, why bother trying to do the right thing? Yeah. Bobby, he, he's a wiener. That's wiener I, thinking. I it is. Think I think that 
I liked Jennifer Jason Lee's performance in that scene because it was at this point she's not yet had sex with Damone for eight seconds. Yeah. Um, we see her get to be like a fun, like flirty teenage girl instead of trying to act like a sophisticated old lady to bone this man in the in the dugout. And I yeah. thought it was really sweet to like watch her get her yearbook and like make jokes about this teacher that wears the same suit every day and like this this felt authentic to me but again she invites you in after the date she mentions that her parents are out of town puts on a goddamn motherfucking robe and then is like come sit on my bed you start making out and then you fucking panic and just make up all kind of lame excuses to not get a damn third he was scared he was i think this might have been like maybe the first time Mark has ever really like kissed her. He didn't know what he was doing, and he was judging he, by his kissing. It was the first time. Yeah, he'd rather like offend her than be bad at it. You know, like I think I that's suppose. what Mark was going with. that. And the last thing here, um, Mark knows that his only friend impregnated uh, Stacy, mm. uh, but then forgives him like immediately when he says, "Hey, man, I'm sorry. Like, I, you know, I, I want to get my dick wet. What am I going to tell you?" He says, no, no, no. What he says was, it only happened once, and I never even called her again. I never even called her after. What are you, what well, are you mad you about? Guys you guys technically weren't together, so, uh, you know. Yeah. Like, okay, let me I just think of every possible I, excuse. Yeah. Then I never called her again, man. Like, come on. Yeah. This, this felt so much like trash. that scene in um, Wet Hot American Summer. Uh, where Coop goes to uh, Andy and he's like, come on, man, do you even love her? And he's like, no, but she's hot. <laughs> it's like, well, I didn't call her or anything after. What are you mad about? Like, yeah, I appreciate the honesty, though. That's, that's some good honesty. It's, yeah. yeah, she's super hot. Yeah, I think he good. also tries to blame her. She's so yes. aggressive. I was like, this motherfucker. He blames her twice. He blames her and says that she basically forced him. And then when she's, when she's like, hey, man, I'm preggers, my eggers. He's yeah. like, well, you wanted it more than me. I'm like, what difference yeah. does that make now? Yeah. How do you more than know me? it's mine? I think he yeah. it's mine. <laughs> and your ovaries, they're just too, ex- they're too accepting. You gotta, you gotta push that. Yeah. Well, and we didn't, we didn't really talk. The other thing with the money that was very confusing. The, she, he's like, well, I suppose you want me to pay for the abortion. And she's like, well, pay your half. Yeah. So she's like, it's $75. This dude, ticket scalper du jour, cannot find $75. And just like, well, I was giving you nothing then, I guess. And like, leave you high and dry. Go Let's sir. say you come with 50. Yeah. Let's Go. say you get 50. You're helping at least. Like, no, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those reminders that we're dealing with children. Yeah. If you can't, you can't meet. find $75. What you need to do, you have to run away and pray that it close your ears and pray that it goes away. Uh, yeah, yeah. I will say, I never had a situation exactly like this, but I had a friend yeah. who had sex with a girl that he knew that I was interested in in college. And like, I felt some type of way about it. Like, you know, in that case, it wasn't like I was in love with the girl and had gone to my buddy to be like, how do I seduce her? But it was very much one of those things where it's like, I've mentioned thinking that she's cute multiple occasions. You never have. You get a green light. You got to drive. I get it. But it's like, what about your old buddy, Brian? Just room for him. Real quick. Room for him. Yeah. Yeah. Drive. Yeah. Yeah, Room Room for him. him. Um, 
yeah. So uh, one of the things that like, wait, wait, the only last thing I was just gonna say. <laughs> no, no, no. There's just Reference like a, a a nice little button to put on what was a horrible experience for Stacy. Was that oh, Brad's no. a great brother? Brad is a good brother. She needs a ride. Doesn't want to yeah. tell him like what's it for. He yeah. drops her off at the bowling alley, and then he notices that she runs across the street to the clinic. Two seconds. Yeah, she's not the bro- she's fifteen year old who's fucking pregnant. Yeah, her brain's not working. Right. Thirty six year old Judge Reinhold is great. I love thirty six year old Judge Reinhold. He's Judge Reinhold. Yeah, he's doing a great job. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like next year he's in like Beverly Hills Cop. So like whatever. Yeah. yeah. We'll see near to the. Um, but he like then waits and like gives her a ride home. It's like, don't tell mom and dad. I was just like, oh, Brad's a nice brother. I'm pretty sure my brothers would have lost their fucking shit. They would have given me a ride home probably, but oh, would never have heard the end of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just was like, oh, yeah, it's real and nice, even, Brad. Even when he's like, hey, who did it to you? And she doesn't tell him, <laughs> he doesn't like press her for an answer. He's like, I'm, it's, not, not it's your secret. Yeah. yeah, it's your yeah. secret. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Nice. That's very nice, Brad. <laughs> Like yeah, it was it was it was a touching moment between brother and sister. That's accurate. That's Although he probably could have put together who it was because I mean, there's one dude she talks to, but he probably would have thought it was Mark. Would be Mark's ass. Um, so yeah, one of the things that we like to do on this podcast is take a look at a minor character and see if this movie was the start of big things or the peak of their whole career. So it's time for an IMDb deep dive. Uh, we are diving on Amanda Vice. Vis, Wiss, oh. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It's W-Y-S-S. Yeah. Vice, Bill, Bill was like, she's famous. And I was like, you know what? Kind of, yeah. All uh, right, you say so. I looked her up too, but we can do it. She okay. has 103 credits, which is fucking insane. This is her 11th credit. Um, before, So this is very early on. Before this, basically all of her work was like a few TV movies and TV series I never heard of. Um, she was in an ABC after school special. Um, and after this, she played Tina in A Nightmare on Elm Street, who was not the final girl, but, you know, she's a named yeah. character who has a fun death. Uh, she was in Better Off Dead, which I'm sure we're going to cover at some point. It's yeah. a, a fun teen movie. It's a good time warp yeah. there. That's the one that Bill remembered her from. Yeah. That's like his yeah. favorite movie. I think she might be the female lead in that one. She um, is. Yeah. She was in a few episodes of St. Elsewhere. She was in Cheers, Cagney and Lacey, um, an episode of one of Dave's favorite shows, Quantum Leap. Uh, yep love it she was in a movie called blood fist for die trying which just sounds great just blood fist four okay Um, she was in two iconic mid-90s usa shows uh the Mm. highlander and silk stalkings which if you don't remember silk stalkings it was it was it was law and order but sexy it was the whole point of that show and if you watched it through you could Watch Duckman afterwards. You could watch for whatever reason, Duckman was after that. Yeah, well, Duckman was more adult. Uh, She was in Murder. She wrote. She was also in another mid '90s USA show, Walker Texas Ranger. Uh, She was in NYPD Blue, ER, Charmed, The Profiler, Diagnosis, Murder, Judging Amy, The Drew Carey Show. Wait, wait. When we say she's in these guys, one episode of each. Yes. Yeah. In an she's episode, not, she's not starring in any of these, but let alone many episodes yeah. to be considered in these shows. She is right. on it for she, an she episode. Has, but as a working actress, she has stayed very busy. Um, there you go. She's getting her credits, keeping that yeah. insurance. Yeah. Jag, Cold Case, uh, Dexter, CSI, Major Crimes. Then something happened because starting in 2014, she still acted as often. 
she's in a ton of stuff I've literally never fucking heard of. Like, not, she's in a ton of TV shows that I know. Then 2014 hits, and it's like credit after credit of shit that I've never heard of, and that doesn't even yeah. sound fun. I hate even making these titles. There's a lot of people making stuff on spec. They're like, I'll sell, I'll sell it to Prime when they're when they're out of shit. Yeah, it's yeah. that's real though. That never gets released. Yeah. That's a thing. wild. Then um, her most recent credit, I think it's in post production right now, is called Catch a Fallen Star, which apparently. No, not not falling, fall in. Like oh, it's on sorry, the ground sorry. at this point. It's just laying on the ground. Apparently, it's a movie about like a drunk country music has been trying to get it together or something. It oh, just it God. looks it looks like. Um, like the epilogue to um crazy heart what's so it's crazy heart yeah it's it's crazy heart. oh the yeah. wicked cat yeah. but it, it's it's more like um oh what was that, that Gwyneth paltrow movie? one that she was uh, country, no. strong? <laughs> country strong country <laughs> strong no yeah. it's not that no, okay i was thinking, I was thinking a star is born it's like the bread baby let's cruise born. Huey Lewis. I love Huey Lewis. Yeah, well, okay. So uh, <laughs> that <laughs> that does bring us to the end of this episode. And <sighs> just like the end of the school year, that means it's time to announce some superlatives. Mike is most likely to try to make a career out of buying and reselling tickets on StubHub. It's not going to work out, but he's really going to try to make that his full-time job. Uh, Linda is most likely to say, who cares how much older he is than me? Age is just a number. And she likes old-ass men. I think you could flip it. Future cougar. I, Jesus oh. Christ. No, when, by the time she's cougar age, she'll be dating like a 90-year-old oil magnate and in the Cosmo right. style. Right. Um, Brad is most likely to go viral for physically assaulting a rude client at his business dinner. Hmm. Spicoli is most likely to say he remembers when a dime bag used to cost a dime. Uh, Mark is most likely to chicken out on his proposal six times before finally sure. building up the nerve. Yeah, and Stacy is most likely to look back on her first sexual experience and realize how fucked up it actually was. Yeah. It's not sweet. Yes. I don't care what music you put over that. That's awful. Uh, this next movie is Dave's pick. Dave, uh, I'm picking a sports movie. Um, let's see. One, two, three. No, we're coming to the end of the football season when yeah. this episode's going to air. So let's move on to what's going to be in everybody's minds. We're going to talk about basketball. We're talking about the business of college basketball specifically. Ooh. 1994, yeah. we're gonna, we are going to watch Blue Chips. Yeah, we are. Shaq and Nick Nolte and, together uh, at last. Oh, God, God damn it. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Buy that dude a tractor. That's why we're here. I'm going to buy him a fucking so tractor. <laughs> Yes. I've never oh. seen it. I'm excited, oh, but I knew what it was. God, is it's, it great? It's oh, the same as the program. It's just the program with oh. basketball. You got Bob Cousy as the athletic director, just shooting oh, baskets okay. like 15 mm-hmm. in a row. Yep. Without Hardaway's in this movie, it's amazing. Amazing. Penny, Penny and Shaq, just the whole magic wow. on this on this fucking. And then movie. some white guy who plays yep. the tall white guy. Yep. I don't some, know who that guy some is. Non Sean Bradley, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> basically Sean yeah. Bradley. Yeah. Wow, that's gonna be fucking fun, uh, guys. That does it for this week's episode. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, rate, leave us a five-star review. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Recapping Gown Pod. That is R-E-C-A-P-N-G-O-W-N-P-O-D. And join our Facebook group, the Recapping Gown Fan Club. We will keep the discussion going in there all week. 
if you guys have any memories of this movie, um, we'd love for you to jump in and let us know what you think. But if you didn't like what you heard, to quote Mr. Hand, am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? Take it easy, millennials. We'll see you next week.